Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast. Stop the insanity. Eliminate the chaos. Bring simplicity, probability, and leverage as operating values into your business and personal life so you can do more, earn more, and improve your relationships. This is Business Growth Simplified. Here's your host, Business Finishing School founder, Rick Sapio. Hey, everyone. This is Rick Sapio. I love that opening. Thank you, Morgan, for putting that together for Business Finishing School's podcast. I'm really excited to bring a 20-year friend onto a podcast. I'm excited that Daniel Marcos will be, for the first time, talking to the Business Finishing School, school community. And we first met way back at MIT at the Birthing of Giants program, Daniel. And, you know, I loved you. I've been friends with you from day one. I always tease you about your heavy uh, Italian <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, more recently, we got into a forum together where we spent time every month with our families. It's a family forum. And it's part of the Gathering of Titans program that we belong to for the last 16 years. And I got to see a different side of you and how committed you are to being a dad. But just, uh, you're going to have Daniel's bio uh, attached to the podcast. But I want to tell you that uh, he's been a coach of entrepreneurs for a really long time. He has a telecom company in Mexico called Neuro Services. He's a 20-year entrepreneur. And for the last 11 years, he's coached entrepreneurs. So you've got all kinds of perspective that you're going to share with us. But uh, I want you to talk today about the stages of scale-ups. You've been partners with Vern Harnish for a long time. You've built the world's premier online learning platform for uh, mid-market companies. It's called the Growth Institute. So let, if there's anything I left, I want you to say that, and then just get into your topic, and I'll ask questions as you fit. No, no, thank you very much, Rick. Uh, it's it's an honor, really. Uh, it's been great to, to meet you for 10 years. I've learned a lot from you and Gathering of Titans and, and, and all the hours that we've spent on the phone in forums and stuff. So it's really, really a pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. You're and I, I, I get a lot of calls at 2 o'clock in the morning by a, a lot of you guys um, having issues. Um, I have clients uh, all over the world that I've been coaching, and and... We know we're entrepreneurs. Things happen, and and I get calls. I've I've had several calls at two o'clock in the morning, and 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 hey, tomorrow my company is going to go under. I will not pay payroll and things like that. Um, so I so I get a lot of perspective um, on a lot of entrepreneurs, and me being an entrepreneur, I've done several companies myself. I've invested in several companies. Uh, in the case of Neuroservices, I was telling Rick a little bit the story earlier, but I invested as an angel investor uh, many years ago, and. One day we came to the board and it was clear the CEO was failing. Uh, so as, as all, all the board would remove the CEO, I took the head of the company and we've grown it since like 40 times in the last 15 years. Um, so so I, it, that has allowed me to see not just my uh, side, my experience running companies, but also in the eyes of a lot of you. And I realized that one of the biggest mistakes we make as entrepreneurs it's really don't understanding that our company has its own life. Um, we, at the beginning of the company, we treat the company kind of like the arm of the entrepreneur. And it's not your arm. It's, it's like a different baby. It's like a different structure. So let me, let me walk you through this. It's funny Imagine, though. Let me, just, let me just chime in. So um, 
you and I have crossed paths many times over the years and we, we come from the same uh, place in terms of, you know, being entrepreneurs. And something we always say is a business needs to be a separate entity from the entrepreneur. Just like when Steve Jobs started Apple, he didn't call it Steve Jobs computers. He called it Apple. Apple computer. And there's a, you know, there's a certain reverence that you have when you separate your business. So I just want to add that in. And I think that, I think that's extremely important. If you really want to see a business that over overpasses even your your career as an entrepreneur or everything, like you have to do a different entity. So so let me let me walk you through this analogy first. So I'm going to do an analogy with a human being. Your baby, then your kid, then you're an adolescent, then you're an adult. And the food that you have to feed your baby is completely different than the food that you have to feed an adult. As an example, whenever you have a baby. You feed them with a Gerber, right? Whenever it's a teenager, you still feed them with with the Gerber? No, why not? Because that's not what it needs. But then let me go back to the Gerber. Has the Gerber done something wrong? No. Gerber is still a great food, but it's not the right food for the stage. And this is a big mistake we make as entrepreneurs. Uh, we sometimes get advice from someone or we read a book or we go to a conference and we hear something and we go right away and implement in our business. And we not necessarily implement when the time is right. You really have to understand when the time is right. And then the other thing that I tell people, how many Gerbers do you have in your company today? Your company has been in operation for 20 years. And sometimes you have employees that they've been with you for 20 years. Some of those employees were able to evolve from Gerbers to stakes or whatever. And some, they stay as a Gerber. And you still keep them in the company. And I ask them, hey, are you happy with your employee? And they say, no. And they say, why is they, they still working for you? And they say, well, because when I started my company, they were amazing. They saved my life. The company's alive because of them. But now they didn't evolve enough. But I, have, I feel so loyal to the person that I just keep the person in the seat and they're not really bringing any value. So it's extremely important that you understand that your company has its own life and you understand the stages the company has to evolve. So you help them evolve. Uh, and, and I'm going to, yes. You're bringing up some incredible points. I uh, have seen my own loyalty and other people's loyalty destroy companies. They're so loyal to someone. And I'm giving the example of someone that I invested in, who we all know he's in our community. Um, he started a company with his best friend. Ten years into the company, the best friend really stopped producing. Ten years later, so another 20 years in, the best friend was not only not producing, but was a massive drag on the company and started saying things like, I deserve more. So yeah. someone who shouldn't have been there even a year was there for 20 years pulling this business down. And that loyalty is uh, it's good in some regards, but completely destructive when a company is growing, like in the case I'm giving. That is correct. Uh, indeed, when I first, when I built my first real company, I had an acquiring when I was eight years old, and then I sold T-shirts at twelve, and I did all these things when I was a kid. But after college, I lived in Hong Kong for two years, and then I came back to Mexico to build my first real company. And we started four friends from college. Six months into the company, I had to fire one of the four, and then a year after, I had to fire the other one. So, and then just two of us stayed in the company for for a long time, and. It was really hard for me by the time I realized six months into it, one of the partners was not working. I, I was the CEO of the company. And by the way, this is the other thing. No one really prepares you to be a CEO. 
Uh, one day you wake up and you realize you have employees and you have payroll and you have all these things. But when you're building your company, you never think, oh, I'm going to be a CEO. You're thinking about what product are you going to do and who are you going to sell it to and all that. And then one day you realize that you have to take decisions as a CEO. One day I woke up and it was clear one of my partners was not working uh, properly for the company. I went to my forum and I was complaining in my forum that I was having issues with my partner. And one of my forum members looked at me and said, why don't you fire the guy? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, he's a partner. He's a founder like me. We have the same rights. And he said, no, you have the same rights as investors or stock owners, but you're the CEO. You have to do the right decision as the CEO. Came back the next day and called the guy and said, hey, I need you to leave. I am the CEO. I know you're mad with me as an employee, but as a stockholder, you should really understand that I'm taking the best decision. And at the moment, the guy got mad with me. Now he understands that I took the right decision. So as a CEO, you have to see your company and understand the stage the company is at. So whenever uh, I speak at, uh, at the conference, I'm going to talk about the four stages of how companies grow, the scale-ups grow, and what you have to do exactly in each, in each stage and what you have to feed your company in each stage. It's really important that you really see your company holistically, understand what the company needs and give what the company needs. And I'll give you an example. Well, before I, you get into that, let me, you mentioned uh, our event coming up. So I, I just want to say in observing your work and Vern's work over the years, I've seen dozens of exits of companies for hundreds of millions of dollars, cumulatively billions of dollars. So I know that the material that you're uh, giving us at the event and in your programs works. Once people understand as an entrepreneur and a business owner, the various stages at each stage, the way we make decisions changes. And so yep. you're going to give us the roadmap for that. So what Daniel's talking about is we have our 17th business finishing school growth summit at the same place. We like doing things rhythmically. So every spring and every fall, but we have it at the same place, the Dar Dallas Marriott Quorum. It's March 6th through 8th. Starts at 3 p.m. on Friday the 6th. Daniel will be presenting on stage along with a host of other speakers you can see on the website. The website is bfssummit.com. bfssummit.com. And just for Daniel, we have a special promo code. And it's Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, all in caps. If you put that code in, you get $200 off your ticket. Whether you're a VIP or a regular member, it's $200 off. Daniel's bringing his tribe. He's bringing some materials. He's going to have a booth there. We're excited. By the way, we've never done anything like this before. So uh, I'm doing it because we got together recently and we started uh, throwing ideas around. So I love it. Yeah, and comparing notes and, and really understand that we're very aligned in the methodologies that we're teaching. Yeah. So, so um, it's really important that you understand that uh, at how your business is different and you really uh, analyze your business and give the, feed the business what the business needs. And it's really, really important. And by the way, I'm going to view the, the stages of the company in three different lenses. First, the lens of the company, how the company has to grow. And then the second is how you have to evolve as an entrepreneur, and this is a story I was, I was going to tell earlier. I think I'm a good startup founder in the first stage. I'm really, really bad for second stage. And then I'm, I think I'm much better for third and fourth stage. So whenever my company was in second stage, I asked my head of operations to take control. And he took way more control than me in the company. 
because I know I'm not good in that stage. And hey, I, I, most of us are, are parents uh, that are hearing this. I have a 14-year-old daughter today and an 8-year-old son. And hey, they've gone through different stages in life. And I think I've been a better father in some stages than others. There's some stages that I really don't understand how to deal with. Uh, as an example, my daughter is 14. She has all the different hormones and everything. I, I'm, I'm not the best person for that stage. So, so I've been having a lot of talks with my wife and, and friends and all that. I have to learn how to be a father there. Same thing happens with your company. It's really important your company goes from stages and you evolve correctly from entrepreneur to CEO. And then the third is how your team members see themselves on the stages and how do you have to grow your team to go from one stage to the other. And I believe some of your employees, your team members, are able to evolve from one stage to the other and some are not. And here I'd like to tell a story that um, I coached a company like eight years ago and I went to do a session and all that when I was coming out one of the founders came to me and said, hey, I walked you to your car, so we'll say goodbye. And when we're walking to the car, he said, hey, just please give me your thoughts. What do you think about my company after spending two or three days with us? And I said, hey, I really like it. I think you have a really big opportunity. There's just one thing that I'm worried. And the guy said, what is that? And I was like, your standards and determination is much higher than your, your partners. He had two partners here. He said, in the next three years, if you grow the company the size that you're planning to grow it, your two co-founders are going to leave. And he said, no way. They're my brothers. We've been friends in high school. We're, we're compadres, one to each other. And I said, that's the way I see it. Your standards are way different than your partners. And he called me like five years later. He said, oh, my God. Both my partners just came to my office and said, hey, the company is really big. If we sell it today, we have enough to retire. You want to grow it more? Buy us out. So I helped my client then to get a, a private equity fund 